Welcome to Strat on the Wall, the podcast that unveils the power of effective goal setting and strategic planning. Tanner, your usual host, is having a week off, so today you've got me, Tom Whiteley, Product and Propositions Director at One of Many. Strategic planning often involves transformation, and so today I'm going to be talking to Marcelo, our Consultancy Director, about just that, transformation. We're going to talk about why you can't just follow a one-size-fits-all playbook, about how it is essential to get buy-in and the importance of a cross-functional transformation team. Stay tuned if you'd like to hear more about the biggest challenges when it comes to organizational transformation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Strat on the Wall, or as I like to call it, Been There, Done Strat. Um, do you like a pun, Marcelo? <laughs> I think I came up with that. Pun. You came up with that one. <laughs> most of them, Erin uh, came up with most of them, who was on one of the previous episodes. Like she, then yeah, we had a whole, uh, I don't know, session where we we're trying to work out what the name of this podcast should be, and Erin seemed to come up with about seventy different puns. But yeah, you had a few. I, yeah, I'm not very good at them. I use ChatGPT. Uh, full disclosure. Ah, uh, right. That makes <laughs> sense. My favorite one was Super Stratofragilistic Expialidocious. <laughs> I think. <laughs> wish we'd gone for that but anyway strat on the wall it is yeah. um anyway enough of strat um so we're one of many uh we're a transformation consultancy um, and we have a focus on helping organizations with their strategy uh strategy is all about how an organization makes a plan of how to achieve a higher goal or purpose or vision uh, and to do that you you need to transform a lot of the time and uh that's why we're a transformation consultancy and that's what we're going to talk about today going to talk about transformation so yeah i'm joined by marcelo uh who's someone who's seen many a transformation <laughs> I presume you've seen many a failed transformation as well yeah uh you seen any good ones good ones i don't think i can say that they i've seen a very completely successful transformation. I think there's various degrees of success <laughs> in, 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 in every effort. Uh, I presume you want the ones you've been involved in have been more successful <laughs> than the others. Um, cool. All right. So before we jump in too much, um, yeah, would you like to introduce yourself a bit, talk about your background and, and I guess your role at one of many as well. Cool. So, so I am Marcelo and, uh, I have a very strange mixed background. <laughs> um, I guess my back my background goes um, many years just for the fact that I've been in the planet for many years now. <laughs> I um, I had um, gone back and forth in academia as well. So I, I started studying sociology. That was back in the eighties. Uh, I didn't have a beard. Uh, uh, and then I, I came to Europe in the beginning of the 90s and I studied uh, graphic design. I, then I did a detour into Hinduism. I was a, a Hindu monk for six years. <laughs> and then I um, took out, so living a monast monastic life to uh, start a family, I needed to have a source of income. So I, I opened a design studio. So I had a design studio for four years and that was in Lisbon. Then I, uh, my first wife, uh, so I got married twice. My first wife get, uh, got pregnant and then I had to be serious about um, a line of perfection. That's when I kind of decided to be more focused on technology because, you know, it was the beginning of the 2000s. The internet boom was, was there. So I did a degree on computing for management. 
Uh, it's a very strange title. So I'm trying to translate from the Portuguese, mm -hmm. uh, but effectively is a is is a the course define a lot of who I am because it's about computers and people, so, uh, management and computing. And half of the course has computer science C things, and the other half is management and accounting and economics and other kind of so people things. So, and that's where I found myself in my career from mm -hmm. that point forward. So always in between the machines and, and the people. Um, I really enjoy coding. So I've always with my laptop and coding. So either doing my personal projects or open source. I've written in a, 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 a few open source libraries um, with various degrees of success. One of them <laughs> has a few stars thousand stars on the on github so that was a, a nice propelling for the, my career because it gave me some visibility in the community uh, with the tech people um, and then gave me license to to train on tdd so and and refactoring and all of the agile practices i did that for many years i joined a company it was a consultancy as well and as part of that company i started doing kind of agile technical training but then it moved into more uh, uh, process things as well. So I helped a few organizations move through, uh, adopt Agile. And so, yeah, partly because uh, I got certified very early, you know, the Scrum badge, the Scrum certified certification. It was, there was a period where everyone was getting them, but, yeah. <laughs> but I got in the first ever certification oh, really? <laughs> that wow. happened in, in Portugal. And like Scrum Alliance came and, uh, and announced. Uh, it was by accident that I discovered because my boss said, you have to have a methodology. I was running a team with, uh, there was two teams, my team and which is the web team. And it was Gonzalo's teams, which was the Java team. And then the boss said, you have to choose a methodology. You know, I don't mind you, you running the team, whatever way you like, but let us know what methodology is. Mm -hmm. So we went looking for methodologies <laughs> and said, so and we found scrum and said, let's, let's, let's do a course. And then I got certified and because I got certified that early that everywhere I went after people saying, oh, you are the scrum guy. You have to help everyone scrumify. Yeah. So that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's why I got into that. You know, I haven't managed to, to get out of uh, doing agile things for such a long time, but there's a very mixed bag of things that come with that agile. It's not a pure agile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like what you said about sitting in between the computer and the person. Um, yeah, I don't know, that, that is a lot of what we do and like both in terms of transformation as agile, agile coaching and so on, it's almost exactly that. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so you you found that calling, what, about 20 odd years ago, was it? When you yeah, did well, your computer management? The computer, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, great. And yeah, I guess that's, um, all sorts of experience that, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard it before, but yeah, I mean, it's an, it's an amazing range of experiences that you had that, uh, I guess all of it, um, impacts, you know, how you do your job and, uh, and yeah, we've not really talked about, so your role now is your consultancy director at one of many, how do all the, all the experience you've had. Um, how does that all play into what you do now, both in terms of consultancy director, but also, you know, in terms of um, helping coaching large scale transformations? Yeah, so I guess 
the f the fact that you've got a technical background gives you there's a type of charisma that comes with that, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> which is not really relying on my person my personality. Um, I'm not naturally charismatic, but the fact that I've got a technical background gives me an open door uh, within teams. So I, the ability to speak the, the language of the software engineers um, helps and um, helped me act at all the levels, right? Yeah. So if I've, I've, I have been, uh, I guess, lucky to being pulled into helping organizations. I, I joined this organization as a, as a consultant. Yeah. And I found, uh, I, I, find, I find a lot of pleasure in working with teams and helping teams. And I'm a very, a very biased around uh, for teams. I find teams is, is the kind of the secret sauce that makes the magic uh, happen in organizations and make our lives happy. It's weird, yeah. you know? Yeah, welcome, uh, to, welcome <laughs> to London. We got the sirens in the background. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I guess, I guess to kind of, to try and answer your question, the, the into one aspect is the technical aspect. Yeah. Uh, the other aspect is probably the, the sociological aspect, um, of how I, uh, how I looked into, so I don't have an individualistic view on, uh, what, what creates success. I don't, I don't believe talent creates success. I believe it's the combined factor that creates success uh, i'm very influenced by this idea that um uh, it's, it's called functionalism or um is the is an element of the social combined mm -hmm. that that makes something tick so mm -hmm. for example if you you know yeah you go from company to company you have the same sort of problems mm -hmm. um people say hey, i bet you never seen anybody like us I have no, you never seen a mask like that, but uh, no, it's, it's exactly this, yeah. the same patterns. But what makes the difference is that it is the combined elements of the diversity that you, that you found. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm very conscious of it and I, and I, and I am very biased to work on a team. So how does that impact m my role? Uh, I, I make my role always a role of, uh, uh, a team. I, I create a team or whatever I, I am so it's not about me being the director and mm -hmm. the consultants being something else I'm, I'm a part of the team and in fact I deliver consultancy alongside them quite often right mm -hmm. say and it's about is doing more orchestrating and or facilitating or creating the space for the team to be successful mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah and it's sort of like taking a, a systems thinking approach into the you know thinking about the whole how everything plays together rather than just being individuals that you know deliver value like yeah is that yeah i'm understanding yeah, you right uh, it is right i i i can't say that that's how i think first yeah. i think more in terms uh, not in terms of the system some system thinking but more like uh <laughs> because of my background in sociology i think more like it's a micro social mm -hmm. uh environments right the, the elements um the elements of the, the the social coming together and manifesting in certain ways obviously it's very similar if you go to system thinking but mm -hmm. the, the the literature is different but it's it's very comparable mm -hmm. yeah. yeah um yeah i also connect with what you're saying about you know having that tech background like when i was when i've played the role as an agile coach i've always needed that uh, an ally 
in the in on the technical side to to support you know when you when you suggest to a team yeah we should do more pair programming or something and then uh, they're like well when i've never done it myself um it's hard to sort of get across um you can you can be dismissed quite easily but um yeah i can imagine having that having that background in those situations sort of really adds a lot of power to um to what you're saying uh, i guess it's very uh, i'm very grateful <laughs> <laughs> um anyway transformation um mm. so before we dive too much into it like we should start with a definition like what do we actually mean by transformation uh, I, I i think what people mean yeah that's a gray area because i guess for me transformation is about um the creation there's there's a need to create something new um and there is there's definitely a, a negative connotation to transformation in a, in a, in a agile in mm -hmm. agile uh, yeah. circles uh, people will look at it and think uh, um you know we we we're all about evolution right we are all about progressive interactive changes continuous improvement and transformation seems to suggest a big transformation a big bank change mm -hmm. that would happen all of a sudden mm -hmm. um i think it's important to, to clarify that um no successful transformation will be successful if it's dealt uh, as a, a program a big bank change program right um it is important to recognize that even though there is an eminent need and i think this is where potentially the agile community and some of people in the agile community might fail to recognize that sometimes there are immediate needs for change and there are uh, organizations who have had to create that change um because of a number of factors and that change needs to be transformational and it needs to happen in a short ish amount of time so are you saying agile people think that it needs to happen in a short no the agile people would say we should be always we should always be in a state of transformation it should be a continuous yeah. a continuous improvement thing yeah and and when you when you when they when they pre they're presented with the idea of a transformation there's sometimes a connotation that okay it's a program that has a beginning and an end, like mm -hmm. a project view, like a waterfall thing yeah. that starts here, ends here, and needs to happen pronto, mm -hmm. right? And they react to that by saying, well, uh, it, you know, it, there's no such thing as an agile transformation because this is not agile. Yeah, it's an oxymoron. Right? Yeah. yeah. You can't, can't transform and be agile, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think that's uh, not entirely true. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there are um, elements of uh, agility. Say, uh, agility is in uh, itself is n it's not where all the agile mindset ideas are born. They're not born at the point of the manifesto, right? Many of those ideas were around in the eighties, mm -hmm. and these people they are consuming those ideas and they come together as a group. And they put together a manifesto and they talk about the, the mindset and to talk about, about these things. But these are these principles that have been around for, for longer than that. And uh, and you can you can use those principles to uh, support a successful transformation or a turnaround programs. And they they do. They, and we have examples of them, mm -hmm. right? Of things that need to happen in a short amount of time, otherwise 
the organization are not going to survive or or, or they need to for a particular reason I kind of remember one was a brand consolidation or uh, another one that is about uh, so if, uh, Lego comes to mind see yeah well no as you're saying let's well, let's talk about <laughs> some examples of some good ones then so, yeah. yeah Lego yeah Lego is a good one uh, Lego has been a successful company all the way to 1998 <laughs> it was profitable until 1998 until then right, yeah okay. and then and then uh, you know something happened and they stopped making money and uh, they they had a change in leadership i think in 2001 and uh yeah they were struggling and and they they are not doing really really well say uh they, they go they've gone through a pro uh, a, a proper transformation uh different aspects of transformation one aspect of transformation is efficiencies um one of the things that the consultants told them to do before this transformation they invited the consultants to try <laughs> uh, and and help them with the problems that they had mm-hmm. and the consultants said you have to diversify go barbie <laughs> go the same thing the barbie is doing <laughs> diversify try many things and you'll be successful they tried and they didn't work <laughs> so they went into more debt they were, the situation just worsened so they needed to change if they didn't change they wouldn't survive they wouldn't be here today they wouldn't exist and they needed to do that in a very small amount of time because the kind of the revenue uh numbers were um challenging their existence so what did they do they uh the new ceo one of the things focused on efficiencies um cut off all of these new programs and that diversification simplified everything. There were like over 50 something colors on the Legos at that point. The original Legos was only three or four, mm-hmm. if you remember. So he simplified that as well. But the thing that I really like about um, the transformation is that there was a huge emphasis on people, mm-hmm. right? Um, and here's where, um, you know, it's, it's quite critical uh, for any transformation to succeed. Um, if it is, um, if you try to create a change that comes from the top and you're not considering how everyone else is going to go on that journey, then people are likely not go in the, on that journey. Say, and then your theoretical transformation and your actual need for transforming or change something is not actually going to materialize mm-hmm. because you need to take all of the, you know, some organizations are quite large. We're talking about thousands of people yeah. that needs to align to this new world that you're creating um, to be able to to be successful. So, and and that was something that they considered, and I thought it was very, uh, very, very good. The way it was done is through um, actually um, not just saying that we empower the teams to 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 help create and take entrepreneurships on, on doing their own product development, mm-hmm. there were actually uh, incentives and, uh, and they were awarded for doing so. So the, the, the company was not just saying, you know, you, ha- you are empowered, they were actually proving and putting the money where the words were. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, was that, I mean, just taking a step back with Lego, what was their transformation? Like you, you know, you said there was some like efficiencies, made simplifying things, but yeah. sounds like there was more to it than yeah, than that. yeah. There was there's that that aspect of the efficiencies, the the aspect of the people, the the aspects of the 
um, the investment in, in technologies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the key factor is, that in, in my in my view, is that is how the the, the people would not ignore it as part of the transformation. Mm-hmm. So. The, the people is uh, is an enabler. It's probably not the core of the of the transformation, but yeah. it's the the key enabler in making everything else uh, a success. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I was what was going through in my head that you don't um, you don't do a people transformation. Um, that sounds a bit weird in itself. You mm-hmm. you know, there's a you have a transformation of some other sorts, and then what you're in turn when it comes to the people. There's some sort of program of work, say, don't know if that's the right phrase, but to uh, to actually bring them along on the journey. Um, and so it's yeah, it's a supporting thing rather than a necessarily a, the focus of the transformation. Is that correct? Yeah, it's very, very, very important, big, yeah. big time. Um, so is that what you see as essentially the main thing that makes a transformation successful, like the yeah. bringing the people along? Yeah. And how how should we be thinking about doing that? Um, it will be different in different organizations. Like we were saying before, how the problems are the same yeah. as, as you go across. W- what is different is the <laughs> how smart people are <laughs> and yeah. how purposeful, right? How, uh, having a purpose is a part of yeah. being introspectful, being brilliant. Right, and you you will recall your experience of going from one company to another, and and feeling that you're in the presence of great people, and and, and or not or, or not, yeah. right? <laughs> so that makes a big difference. And, yeah, and uh, and yeah, and so the starting with the people will be a in depending on uh, the. The, the dynamics in play in the organization and, and and the quality of people and and the and how you and the maturity of of their organization as well mm-hmm. so yeah not 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 everyone will respond to change in the same way um they they may or may not identify with the purpose of the organization in the same way they may or may not um identify with the purpose of the change in the same way mm-hmm. so um yeah, so that there, you, you really need to understand uh, and and make that mapping of what 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 is the support that I'm gonna get here, and do I need more support, and how do I create that support? It might just be that you need to step back and f- so the, my mental model is um, instead of uh, I'll tell you first <laughs> what typically what I see the programs do and. I, why do I think that's not the best approach? And then I'll tell you what do I prefer to do instead. Sure. <laughs> so what I see going around is that um, all big consultancies they come in with a playbook already ready for the transformation. Yeah. And hey, take it. This is this is the <laughs> this is what you need to do. Step one, step two, step three. Yeah. And they just go through that program of transformation. That does not yield success. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think looking at a company as a small society, mm-hmm. right? Like think about it sociologically. Yeah. The co- the, uh, and, and the company is going through a journey, right? It's just like a person goes through a journey when they exp- interact with our products. 
So you as a user, you have an experience that, that lasts through a journey with that product. You buy a product, you use it, you pay for it, you unpack it. There's a number of journeys that you, you go through as a user of a product. Mm -hmm. Similarly, an organization also have a, a journey, right? And the people within the organization, they also have the experience of the organization. So I call this like an organizational experience. Mm -hmm. So like, and, and not a user experience, but an organization yeah. experience, OX. And the organization experience, ha, you know, you, you, can, you, can, uh, you can understand it holistically through three levels, right? Yeah. So you ultimately what you want organization exists for the value it creates so that's the highest level you can measure it through the through the value and most most of the time when you when you create a transformation it's is the value only that you're after you, mm -hmm. you're trying to generate some value or you try to correct the fact that you're not obtaining a value yeah um but there are two other levels below it so you cannot deliver value if you cannot deliver mm -hmm. And that's called flow. So you've got f value at the highest, mm -hmm. then you got the flow, which yeah. is your ability to deliver in a sustainable pace. Yeah. And you cannot deliver in a sustainable pace if you don't have the conditions, if you're not healthy. So there's the health, flow, and value that makes up the organization experience. Mm -hmm. um, so when you when you when you are looking into transform you think okay can i create the value you can only create the value if you have the flow okay i don't have the flow what do, uh, why doesn't i have the flow do i have the conditions for the flow then you look at mm -hmm. the health so you might need to go all the way to the health mm -hmm. to establish what is it that you need to do to move forward mm -hmm. to create the conditions for transformation and so um i mean you there's a few things you mentioned there you talked about the um you know, the big playbooks that other consultancies might come in. You talked about how um, people have the same problems. I, you, you said a few times, you know, different organizations have the same problems. I guess what I heard there is that they have the same problems, but they have different starting points. Yes. Um, yes. They, you know, some of them, you know, the people are already bought into the company's mission and so on. Sometimes they're really disengaged and on a different level and you know just turning up to collect their pay packet or what, whatever and so part of the reason um that some of these big you know playbooks don't work is they don't take that into account they don't take into account yeah. where the organization is right now um so it's the same like i said it's the same problem but organizations have different starting points um and we've got to understand where that is in order to yeah. make the transformation work um but this, this, uh, I love the concept of the OX. Um, yeah, we'll, um, sure we'll come back to that. But the, uh, but then also the three levels of your organization, the value, the flow, the health. I guess, so would it be right to say that transformations sometimes just focus on the flow level without thinking about the health? Because I, the, the way I understood what you're saying is that, yeah, the value is what we want, what we want of it. In, in order to change something, we need to change most people fo focus on how we operate, which is essentially how we flow, how we deliver, how, how value flows through an organization. But then, so I can, I can imagine that transformation focuses on that too much rather than thinking about the health underneath. Is that mm. Yeah, it can be. Um, and, and, and that, that is a big fail. Yeah. Right. So one thing I recognize and, uh, 
recent experience. Uh, I, I was at this company for uh, good two years and uh, during the pandemic, mm -hmm. and you can imagine health during the pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, so, and the, the leader of the digital team was very focused on well-being. Mm -hmm. and, and even though very committed to a digital transformation, the thinking was clearly, what do we need to, what do we need to step back to do? Uh, they didn't have this language of health flow mm -hmm. and, and value, but there was an intuition that, you know, uh, they needed to focus on, on, on the people. Mm -hmm. I guess the pandemic really helped, but there was, uh, and the, the, the launch of these communities, mm -hmm. uh, using the Spotify lang uh, guild language. Yeah. And there was a guild for well-being. There was a guild for inclusion and diversity. And, and it, it was quite impactful to see how the people come together and, and, you know, aligned with that leadership because the leadership was giving importance to the people aspects of things. So then when the, the, the larger themes of the transformation will come and, 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 and be explored, then the people were more on board more aligned with the leadership so it's important to have that connection with with your team mm -hmm. so that you can move especially if you have a large team this is a this is a team there's two thousand people in that team yeah so you, yeah so i think <laughs> yeah that's more than just a team <laughs> yeah so um i mean so is that essentially are you saying therefore that we need to do this before we start any transformation is that is that where we start with any transformation, with the health, with the yeah. Team. So we, I guess, even before that, it, to, you know, we talked about purpose. Mm -hmm. it, before that is understanding uh, what the problem is, mm -hmm. and yeah, falling in love with that problem first, mm -hmm. right? So, you, um, step one, fall in love with your problem, and step two, then yeah, you you need to understand what are the elements of the solution, and when you think about the elements of the solution one of the key elements is your health mm -hmm. right so when it comes to and a lot of this is is talking about the culture and mindset that already exists within within an organization before you before you start a transformation almost like so yeah and how does that how does that impact how you might go go about a transformation massively the culture and the mindset is like the and uh, uh, is the field in which the transformation is gonna run right it's like mm -hmm. they, they can be real molasses mm -hmm. they can stick into the transformation and not let the change go forward yeah right or they can be a massive push for the transformation because mm -hmm. if you have the right kind of culture then you have the you have the right ammunition to to push things forward um either that or you, you you know what you need to produce a miracle to to, to get everyone uh or, or, or to create a new organization that would then embrace this new uh shape of things so the, the yeah not advisable the, the the way to go is to to get the buy-in of the organization say mm -hmm. really understand the context and really involve people in that journey right mm -hmm. say so at different levels these are the, the key um, the, the key things that we have to go after and and what do you think so in a 
I'm trying not to say the name of the companies. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> say one of the organizations that we uh, we had to produce a um, buy-in. Yeah. Say so it's coming in and starting from the point of what is what is working for you and what is not working for you already, right? Yeah, I, I, so it's linked to what you said earlier about um, falling in love with the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, to what I'm interested, I guess, in sort of the different levels, altitudes within an organization. Like now you, you said you said 2,000 people earlier, you might be having transformations with tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. You can't get everyone to fall in love with the problem, can you? So no. like who, who needs to fall in love with the problem? Um, yeah. And yeah, what needs to be different for what do you need to get everyone to do apart you know who needs to fall in love with it who needs to accept it who needs to do what so when you get the highest degree of engagement is usually in your in a team so Mm -hmm. imagine a leadership team needs to fall in love with their transformation goals right if they're the team who is leading that transformation needs to fall in love with the leadership goals sometimes you've got um a transformation that uh, it happens on on a political kind of a f- um, backdrop. If some some new big sharp person gets hired, mm-hmm. and then they want to showcase work, they want to showcase progress, and they w- they will package that like, uh, on a, on a transformation, but they don't really give the buy, they don't even give the the political capital for the leaders who are actually going to run the, the transformation to to run that transformation mm. so th- but that leadership level that the middle tier the group who's actually going to run the leadership they need to, to they are the people who needs to fall in love mm-hmm. with the problem yeah. and then figure out what is the buy-in that they need from the top and what's the buy-in that they need from 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 the bottom and 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 devise strategies mm-hmm. to 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 get that buy-in so effectively part of the strategy is it's all team, team. My, my, I'll keep repeating. So if you go down to, to the people, is understanding what is working for your team right now, what isn't work for your team. In the context of the change that needs to happen, because obviously you need to kind of think, of, for example, like, uh, there are transformations that effectively just about, like some digital transformations about an adoptions of new technologies that needs to happen. Take, for example, Microsoft, who transformed themselves into... Uh, moving to the cloud and uh, adopt and uh, and, uh, launching uh, the Azure platforms and Mm -hmm. all of that. So this is a, this is a very clear digital goal transformation and and, and need to move everyone into, right? And so that, that context is very different than a context of, um, for example, uh, Lego, who who has a financial Uh constraint and, 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 and they need to kind of figure out what is it that they need to do to transform. Right. So depending, depending also on the kind of the transformation that you have, what kind of buy in that you need to to have, it's important. Mm -hmm. But I believe the the key key element is the team. If you get if you get the teams to contribute to the to the solution, then, you know, they will feel heard and and they will be participative of that change. Yeah. Right. As opposed to we're going to do this, get on board. Right. Yeah, no, it's um, it makes a lot of sense, but like the, I like the way that you put it, and it's almost like it's not the middle of the organization, but you got this, you got the people running the transformation in the middle. They're the ones who are falling in love with the problem. Yeah. They've got to get buy-in both up above them and below them, um, 
they're obviously very different types of buying as well. So um, they've got to get all their team on board with loving the problem. They've got to sell that upwards and they've got to engage people below them, which are, you know, they're, they're three different, you know, uh, I guess, efforts to bring people along with you. And uh, they've got to be done in very different ways. And I think what you're saying is the first thing that has to be done as well. That's, yeah. that's where we need to start. Um, it's almost like it's a big, you know, you, you need some sales and marketing people on your <laughs> team, don't you, to, to run a transformation? Yeah, it's a cross-functional effort, right? Yeah. You, need, you need to have people who understand change. Um, I don't, I, and, I, and that's what probably one of the factors of why transformations fail, because you've got, uh, you've got people who understand product but don't understand change. Or mm -hmm. you've got people who understand technology but don't understand product. Yeah. Um, Say so you really need uh, people who understand people, people who understand change, people who know uh, about how organizations learn, and and that is not something that is very clear in our mm -hmm. in our in our normal structures. That you either have a very classical HR organization design organization development who are very kind of a uh, uh, programmy. Uh, yeah waterfallish in the in the way of operating the not always understanding the evolutionary nature of these things uh, or you have uh, someone who's done the safe certification or heard yeah. about things on the on the agile community and think understand now how organizations work because they are they they have have got some agile background so you need the, the, the change yeah. profession you need you need the sociologists that come yeah. in and and help them um and make this successful yeah. I so I I guess that's that's interesting. I mean, maybe should we talk about the who is on that transformation team? Like you, you um, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. I hadn't really thought about about it before. How yeah, you need that team needs to be very cross-functional. And I can imagine situations where okay, we're doing an operational transformation, so all you have is a bunch of ops people on there. Um, but yeah, it must be critical to have that right wide range of skills on there so you can come at it from different angles so even even like you said before you've got the three levels you've got the value the flow the the sort of health underneath like they're they're very different perspectives as well as well so i guess the cross-functional nature of the trans transformation team uh is really powerful yeah and essential yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know what is there a i get all transformations are different but like you know is there a a core set of roles that you need on that team do you think um yeah the ones that we've been talking essentially right so and and depending on what is it that you're transforming as well yeah so if it, if it is a digital transformation you you're going to need someone who understands where you what where you're going and a um, a technological uh, partner who can either uh, be a part of the team or be a supporting element of that um of of, of, of their guidance offering their, their guidance but invariably you need someone who understands uh, organization journey and organization mm -hmm. experience right or, or, or can look at organization as a small as, as in its social dynamics how does it operate how how people learn, how organizations learn, how is that change going to operate over time? You know, where do you find the quick wins? Mm -hmm. How do you how do you make adoption um, more dynamic? Right, because the, the key thing 
is that you will struggle with is um, we need to find you need to find the, the appetite right where is the appetite within the organization for for that change and play with that use that use the appetite to trigger um, mm -hmm. uh, the other parts of the company to, to follow so if you start with early adopters who are eager for that for their change and that they they then adopt it the other people are going to feel left out and they're going to want to come in into the yeah. wagon as well so all of these play a, a role yeah so like i mean i what i'm hearing there is you need the the sort of sme to who's holding the vision of the transformation to yeah to see to know where we need to get to and how and not necessarily how but like what it looks like the future state Mm -hmm. But then you also need that um, change professional to help you go on that organizational journey, that OX. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it draws parallel to me between like the scrum master and the, the product mm -hmm. manager in a way, you know, the, the person providing the vision and then the, the person helping you get there. Um, mm -hmm. It's all that similar, uh, similar role and similar play between the two of them almost. Yeah. You can think about it as well, like just to parallel, like career parallels where you're thinking the, the product owner will be like the value mm -hmm. person, right? Yeah. And and then the health of sustainability will be effectively the, the Scrum Master. Yeah. And then the delivery and the flow will be the team, right? Yeah. So in the Scrum, <laughs> you've, yeah. got, you've got these three angles as well. So yeah. And these are the three forces pulling in every organization. You've got, yeah. you've got a direction of value. You've got that pulling, right? We need... We need to create some value. Mm -hmm. If you don't create value and you, and if you don't grow as an organization, then you, you can't you can't justify existence and you you know disintegrate. So value is a, is a pulling factor, and on the other hand, you have the delivery. So you and that's not pulling in the same direction always yeah. because to be able to deliver, you you know you have this constraint uh, of how how much you can deliver sustainably. So if you, and that's health. So they're all pulling in different directions. That's why cross-functional is so important because mm -hmm. it's through cross-functionality that you can balance those things. Yeah. Another factor in, trans in, in, in organizations being siloed of these two things is that effectively what you most of the time have is that you've got business on one hand, technology on the other hand, business trying to kind of uh, uh, own the value and sp expecting that that's possible being separated from flow and health. Um, and that that's the, that's the fab that everyone is leaving right mm -hmm. now, right? That's the that's the current state of affairs. Yeah, business separated from from yeah. technology, right? Yeah. So uh, what you need to do is to bring this, this holistic view together, uh, and and use the fact that you, uh, potentially you're transforming. If you're not doing a transformation, if you're entering this continuous improvement stage already, which even if you're doing a transformation should be a stage of it then you move into this value flow and health mm -hmm. uh, balance and and a state of uh, of affair yeah makes a lot of sense the um i think that's and there's been lots of interesting stuff there so like if we were to sort of narrow it down let, let's say like what are the what are the top three things that you see that make transformations fail what are like the top three or however many you have but you know i don't want 12 um mm -hmm. uh top three three or so things that like reasons that um the transformations fail yeah lack of quality sponsorship mm -hmm. 
So having sponsorship, uh, it doesn't qualify. So having a sponsor for your transformation Mm -hmm. is not enough. You need to have quality sponsorship. You need to have sponsors that understand what you're doing. Yeah. It's that getting that buy-in from above. Yes. Getting the buy-in, intelligence, sponsorship, bringing them on on a journey, make Mm -hmm. them a part of a clear purpose and not just the kind of the the external purpose, but what was it going to mean for the company mm-hmm. when you transform that way or the things that, you, that you're going to do or the things that you potentially sacrifice to, to achieve that transformation, right? To kind of get that strong quality uh, buy-in. If you don't have that, then you fail because you, there will be other forces within the organization that is going to take over yeah. the time of, of everyone else. And uh, yeah, and even your supposedly uh, uh, sponsored, uh, you know, he's it's going to give into other priorities of the organization if there's not enough strength in that uh, sponsorship. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, um, I would say that you haven't got the the lower buy-in. Yeah. Um, So if you. Uh, if you're doing a, a top-down transformation, you design everything, and then, for example, now you you've got the the safe uh, certified trainers come in to train everyone in safe, uh-uh. and then people not even understanding why are they getting trained on things, and you know, and the transformation is like a tick in the box exercise. Get everyone trained, get everyone to do the big room planning, PI planning together, and now we are transformed. Uh-huh. So that that is. Yeah, it's going to to yeah. end badly. Yeah, and and the third one would be to not consider the, the the mindset and the culture within within the 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 company you're in. Yeah. So yeah. So if you if you um, try if, to produce a change that is incompatible with you know with what you've got and then what is your culture. Um, you, you're trying to bring a, 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 a vision of a company who is extremely focused on discipline and controlling processes, but uh, in your, your current culture is one of collaboration. And so that's likely very difficult to, to, to implement. So you, you know, and mm-hmm. especially if you haven't considered that, that, that kind of a backdrop, right? Yeah. So not saying that one is better than, than the mm-hmm. other. I consider Apple to be a very disciplined, process-oriented, control yeah. organization, and they're very successful. Yeah. Where uh, there are collaborative organizations have very successful as well. Mm. So it's the c- lack of consideration of the culture and the mindset and the mindset of your leaders when you're going through the change because they can't see what is it that you're doing because the mindset is, uh, you know, it's an old-fashioned management mindset and and you're trying to bring a change of bringing a collaborative yeah. uh more agile ways of working mm-hmm. and that mindset is not being uh properly uh seeded so yeah. that's a big fail <laughs> yeah great um well, i'm glad there were three points that we touched on um <laughs> already but yeah so in sum up yeah a lot of it's about the people in the house yeah getting that buy-in from above getting the buy-in from below and then really understanding where the organization is and the, the culture and the mindset, what type of culture it is uh, and how you need to deal with those different um, those different cultures and mindset. It's um, quite clear how one size doesn't fit all, one uh, 
One uh, big slick playbook doesn't work in any situation. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's been great. Thanks very much, Marcelo. Thanks, Tom. Strat's <laughs> all, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Strat on the Wall, your go-to podcast for organizational transformation insights. If you're looking for help in any of the areas we discuss in the podcast around agile transformation, strategy implementations, and OKR expertise, please reach out to us at www.oneofmany.com. Or better yet, click on the Talk to an Expert button and one of our consultants will be in touch. Happy to help in understanding your opportunities and challenges.